0: This can-do podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry.
1: I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do.
0: This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast. The podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. This is the Big Score segment of our podcast. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfort Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859 509 7035 or email him at terry at EndeavorFarmKY.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. I recorded a really enjoyable interview earlier this fall with Eric Wing, Communications Director at HorseTourneys.com, a site where you can find any flavor of daily horse racing contests your heart may desire. I personally like the arrangement of live, pick-and-pray, straight cash, exact-a-box, feeder tournaments, NHC qualifiers, and unique online contests that they run. I encourage you to check it out if you never have. The full interview with Eric will run next year in our Season 4. Mark your calendars for late January, if you haven't already. But in the meantime, I wanted to tease you with a few of the big score stories Eric shared, in which, among other things, you will find there is no limit to the things you might do with the proceeds from a big score, You'll hear about the value of playing some of those weird hunches we all have as horse players, and we'll also discuss how you can even create action at the track by discussing pronunciation challenges.
1: My biggest score was at that 2013 Horseplayer World Series when I won the first day and came in uh, seventh for the tournament. Okay. Uh, and I I left with uh, I think it was nineteen thousand, and I treated myself with those riches to an umbrella insurance uh, liability insurance policy. <laughs> I said I always wanted. I always wanted an a umbrella liability policy, a million dollar policy in case the mailman slipped on a banana peel on my front walk, or you know, <laughs> gosh, my kids are all teenagers and they're driving. Who knows yeah. how many people they're going to take out on their way to school? So you know, that was my big splurge. Was <laughs> I know that's very exciting, but I'll, uh, the the other uh, one of the single biggest scores I ever. Well, I, I've had a couple of big future bet scores. One was on Orb, which was uh, who I oh. had at one hundred and twenty-five to one. And that, oh was my gosh! Exciting. But I once uh, played a horse. This gets back to something earlier we said. There was a horse named Interior Designer at Aqueduct, who I noticed only because at the time my daughter was interested in becoming an interior designer, which she ultimately did not do. But then I, you know, I looked at the race and. I did one of those stupid things that we as horse players do instead of just betting the horse to win. I, uh, I decided to get clever mm. and, and turned it into like a $16 pick four instead because, well, you know, these other horses, I know, you know, nail these other horses, yeah. but then, uh, so interior designer wins and pays like $56. I think it was an Ernie Paragallo horse or something like that. And then, and then I'm thinking, oh, what an idiot I am. I, I could have just hit the – Had the, the 56, yeah. yeah. Now I got to sweat out these last three races, and I'm like two by three by two. You know, I'm really Oh, speedy. God. Well, wouldn't you know the two by three by two or whatever it was, like the longest possible horse in in each race of those that I had wound up winning. Oh, wow. Like just couldn't – I couldn't have stood- – and so, for like a uh, twelve dollar bet, I made like ninety six hundred, which was just and That's it was pretty good. Stupid. I never would have won it if I hadn't if it wasn't I hadn't seen the horse's name. So, and then gotten very lucky thereafter. So,
0: <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about about luck, right? And the the people who picked all yeah. the fours. So, look, cut, you know,
1: cut cut that part out of this uh, out of the interview when you edit it. The uh, the horse player world series thing will make me sound a lot smarter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so in the horse player World Series, you must have had a couple of nice, nice hits in the in the first day there to end up on top for day one and seventh overall.
1: Yeah, you know, I uh I, I don't remember all of them, but I remember one of my biggest hits in the, the the a race that I thought I was really gonna have a good day when this one won was a uh like a 12 to 1 winner in a five-horse field at Aqueduct and in, in a race that nobody was playing. It was a horse called Hey Babe. Um, I think Greg Duprima trained him. In fact, it wasn't a five-horse field; Bill, it was a four-horse field. Oh my and gosh! And I love betting closers in not three-horse fields, not five-horse fields, but four-horse fields when the other three all figure to be dueling. And I'll play those horses regardless of how they look on paper, as long as they have the right running style, and that's what Hey Babe had there. And then. Uh, I did hit, though, uh, this this past year at the Horse Player World Series, a much more fun horse to brag about. I did hit a horse that went off and won at 88 to 1 at Tampa named Cambrai. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I hadn't had a good first two days, but I did do well on day three. And this was a a, a first-time turf, triple crown nominee, uh, good turf breeding. Uh, trained by former jockey, David Flores. Okay. And, oh, wow. Uh, wow. anyway, uh, sometimes those Tampa grass races, you know, there was a kind of a professional maiden trained by Christophe Clement that, uh,
0: Oh, it took all the money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh,
1: and then there was a whole lot of inscrutable type horses, uh, making up the other 11, including mine that Wound up winning, but those uh, those Tampa races are sometimes fun to play in January, February, and March. Those oh
0: yeah, no, I I tell people Tampa is a fun track to play. The the challenge at Tampa is you gotta listen to Richard Grunder call the first three horses. <laughs> <laughs> Last horse.
1: I have no idea what you what you're referring to. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's funny when sometimes you'll mispronounce a name. I remember at that yeah. NHC one year, you know, and of course it was a mandatory race and they have to pipe up the, uh, you know, they pipe yep. up uh, the
0: sound, up yeah.
1: sound for the mandatory race. And there was this horse at Tampa, I believe trained by Jonathan Shepard. It was a one word name, A W E D. Mm-hmm. And, and Grunder called them a wed the whole <laughs> way around the track. And it was, oh, it was just classic. sometimes um, there are a couple of, contest friends of mine uh if we're in a contest setting and Tampa's part of the contest we, a morning ritual is to scan the entry <laughs> looking looking for names that may be challenging <laughs> uh to be pronounced and then uh, making a mental note to watch that race even if we don't have action in, in it.
0: well so i remember i recall seeing a race this winter with this past winter with him where um and I believe the horse's name was Polish Numbers, and but he called the horse Polish Numbers the whole way yeah. around.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, at least
0: and Polish that may have been what the owners intended, but I don't think it was actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it took, You know, it, it's also like you know the beautifully maintained turf course and tomorrow's <laughs> editions of Daily Racing Form now on sale. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's all good fun and good comedy. Maybe unintentional comedy, but it's comedy nonetheless. No, it's, it's, it's great stuff.
0: Thanks for listening, and don't forget, we want to hear your big score story too. DM me on the at B Duncliffe Twitter handle. That's at B-D-U-N-C-L-I-F-F-E. Tell us about it on the Can Do Facebook page or write to us at CanDoBillD at gmail.com. That's C-A-N-D-O-B-I-L-L-D at gmail.com. And of course, may the horse be with you. I do this
1: here in the West telegram. West. telegraph for Rivera, I'll bite, I hear it's foot's all right. Of course it all deep and if red last night,